I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, Sharp Money, as we welcome you in a Tuesday, March 7th, Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. A friendly reminder from your uh, friends here at Sharp Money. We've got taxes coming up soon. Amal Shaw, you seem like the type of dude, and I just remembered this because I got off the phone with my accountant literally right before the show started. Accountants are weird, right? Because you talk to them once a year, and you start every conversation once a year like, I guess it's that time of the year again because it's so awkward. But you, Shaw, seem like the type of guy, big time against taxes, like Ben Franklin, like no taxation without representation. 100%. By the way, where do you the even hell? do you pay taxes? Low key, just wink if you do or don't. On the advice of counsel, okay. I can't exactly. answer that question. Exactly. Um, but How are you here, doing here, today? I'm doing well, thanks, man. Uh, ready to go. Conference tournaments in full uh, bloom here in Vegas last night. Uh, obviously, we're going to have the rematch that everyone expected in the WCC between St. Mary's and the Zags. Should be a lot of fun. But also, as the ACC tournament gets going, um, I know there's a game you and I want to talk about, and I know Dustin, I think, is involved in this one as well. BC taking on the four-win Louisville Cardinals. Okay, so a couple of things. One, I don't know, and I mean this, and if I were there, we would do it as a show. Mm -hmm. How are you and Dustin? You two have not been getting along. We're seven shows in. How are you two not getting together today and going to watch Gonzaga, BC? Excuse me, St. Mary's. We'll get to BC in a second. But how are you not going to watch this rubber match? Of course, an overtime win at home. For the Gales earlier in the year, they closed out the regular season at Gonzaga. Gonzaga beats up on St. Mary's. I've got a couple network plays on this one. Felica was texting me about this one. Everybody's talking about this one, and you two are not going to the game together. I'm not. I'm already obligated to attend a couple of games of the Pac-12 tournament, and I have a friend of mine who plays for Oregon. He sent me a message this morning, said, Amal, I want you to come to the games. And I said, okay. He's not aware that I generally don't go to games, and I didn't want to say no because he asked me to come because he's playing, obviously, in the first round. And then probably going on in the second round. So I said, I will attend, uh, by the way, wait, 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 hold, but could you just for a second, yeah. Dustin, are you shocked by what he just said? He has a friend that plays for Oregon. If he's playing basketball, he's in his low twenties. You well, and I are in our mid forties. How, how does that make sense? I know a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life. Define <laughs> friend. Like you've hung out in person. Well, how else are you going to hang out? And, and There's a Skype? lot of people who think they're friends the, with people. And no, they just no, no, know no. Let me tell you names. one thing. Let me tell you one thing. I Uh-oh. don't. I have a lot of people that I think consider me a friend that I consider an acquaintance. There's a big difference. What would this person consider you? I would say the same thing. Are you considering them a friend because they're in a high-profile <laughs> position? 
No, not at all. To be honest with you, I wouldn't even brought it up if he didn't mention this. T- if he didn't send me the text this morning, you know my philosophy on going to games. I don't go to games. No, I don't know. We just started working together a week ago. Oh, that's right. We don't get okay. along anyway. So why would I even tell you that or have that discussion with you? But Maher knows that very vividly. By the way, St. Mary's top contrarian play on the board if you're into that type of thing, because this number opened three and a half. It's been bet down to two and a half. Um, so literally what 70% of the bets right now on the Zags yet, the numbers going St. Mary's way, uh, as we open up the show, the total one thirty-eight and a half. Now I think the Gales are going to have to pick up the tempo to keep up with Gonzaga. We know what this matchup I, is. Amal. It's just a great offense with Gonzaga and a great defense in St. Mary's. Uh, we saw, I mentioned a little bit earlier, we saw both cash to the over. Yes, they needed 26 points in overtime in, uh, in February 4th at St. Mary's to get to the over. Uh, but I do think I, I like that one, 138 and a half over. I will tell you that Gable, who runs the race and sports book over at the Borgata Thomas Gable, part of the network here, he likes St. Mary's and he got him at three and a half. So he's lost his number. It's down to two and a half. I, I disagree with you on the tempo. I think if you're St. Mary's, you got to play a slower pace. This Zags team. Oh, they're still... going to want to play slow. Trust me. Yeah, but you're saying they've got to keep pace with the Zags, which I think if you can make it more of a half-court game, don't allow the Zags to get out and transition and run. It bodes well for St. Mary's if they're going to have an opportunity. The one thing yeah. I would say is the Zags are overlooked this year, 27-5. and five. Uh, By the way, Patrick, I don't know if you recall when you were here at the time, in Vegas, this is Spokane South. I mean, this is the Kennel South. Oh, it, I know. It's, it really, it you, should really expl- you should elucidate a little yeah. bit on that because it really is. I, so, is everybody? Did everybody go to Gonzaga that lives there? I don't know. I was just at Denny's this morning grabbing some breakfast, and I saw four people with their Zags hats on. I was like, holy cow. And they weren't even together. I was like, what is going on here? It, for people that are unaware, there's five different conference tournaments that take place here in Las Vegas. Uh, the WCC, the WAC, the Mountain West, the Pac-12, and the Big West. And right now, the WCC playing the championship game today for the last 20 years, it has been everybody from Spokane. Look, everybody always wants a reason to come to Vegas. But when your team is coming, you're much more likely to arrive. And people in Spokane and the surrounding areas in eastern Washington, this is like it's like a holiday. It's like on the calendar. Well, we're going to have to make that an annual trek down to Vegas because the Zags will be in the conference championship game once again. I, I hear everything Thomas Gable is saying. The one thing I would push back on is the Zags dominated the game in Moraga as well. They were thoroughly dominant Good up point. in Spokane. And to me, if that game doesn't go to overtime, and if we didn't see just an incredible performance by McElhaney in that game, I don't think they are uh, Mahaney, excuse me, by Mahaney in that game. I don't think they come close to winning that game. I mean, it took some off balance, great horse shots to be able to keep themselves in the game during regulation. And then the Zags kind of faltered during uh, overtime, but I think this is Mark Few's tournament. This team has done this so well for so long. They're going to play well tonight. I think they win this game. And one other thing to keep in mind, I thought St. Mary's kind of played not to lose at the end. I give San Francisco credit for punching and coming back against the Zags, but I feel like Gonzaga is going to come in very focused in this game. So a couple of things with what you said and great analysis. One, I feel like Spokane. And when I think of Gonzaga, I think of John Stockton, obviously, isn't he like a Quaker? So anybody from Spokane coming down to Vegas, it just feels like a bad mix. That's one on Gonzaga. Uh, two on St. Mary's BYU dropped 69 on them last night. I do think, I think they're going to get out and go a little. I, Gonzaga wants to push the pace. You know that them all. They want to go, go, go. Um, and you mentioned they outplayed St. Mary's. I, that's what I mean. I think St. Mary's eventually is going to have to try to keep up. I don't think they can. When I talked about this being a contrarian play, remember, I just told you 70% of the bets right now being reported on the Zags. You can check out the bet splits over at vsin.com. Yet we saw that number open three and a half down to two and a half. So something's a little fishy there. If you were to play the total, yeah. you'd go under here, the 138 and a half. I would lean towards that. I think if you're St. Mary's, you're going to win the basketball game. It has to be a lower scoring game and remember you know jay billis makes this point i think it's one of the best points from betting standpoint that people can apply to it is he goes it's always easier to slow a team down than it is to speed someone up because remember one thing you can dictate theoretically how a team gets out and runs you know i was talking to a college basketball coach years ago and he said one of the easiest ways to slow down a fast break is he goes if you have a great defensive point guard who on a rebound on your team's missed shot if he just basically covers or guards the point guard who's going to get the outlet you can slow it down so quickly. The thing that Carolina used to do in 09 when they get that ball to Ty Lawson is everybody just run and they get the ball to Lawson. 
But if you want to slow down that break, if you cover Lawson on the outlet pass, it just mm-hmm. negates the ability to get out and run. And I think that's something that's important. If you're uh, this St. Mary's team, the one thing with Gonzaga is they can use multiple guys to bring the ball up the floor. But if you can somehow manage to slow down that tempo, not allow Timmy to get into his office, I think they've got a shot here. But I, I still think the Bulldogs are being underappreciated and undervalued just because of what we've seen the last half a dozen years. And probably, I, I remember it during the live call against Carolina, I thought that he was out of bounds and, and the call went against them. This is a team that just unfortunately was a little bit outclassed by Baylor, but they've been right there on the cusp. And I think this is a dangerous team in March. They beat Alabama, who beat Houston on the road. So I don't think you can discount what this team is very capable of. Okay, Amal, uh, Fox Sports superstar Chris Felica agrees with you. Texting me, St. Mary's is going to be a fake sharp play of the night, right? Isn't it? And then I texted him a little bit. He said, I would definitely not play St. Mary's. Doesn't mean I'm going to send it on the Zags either, but I can't play St. Mary's. So that's where he's at. You agree with Felica. Well, I also agree with what he said, and I think it's a great point not to apply to just this game, but to other games in general. There are games you may like a certain side, but you may not want to unload the clip on it. Fine. Understandable. However, there's certain situations and positions you just don't want to play a certain team. I've got a game tonight uh, that I'm going to be playing. We'll talk about a little bit later on uh, in the Big West. I would never bet this team because they're so bad. But to me, the play on the other side is it's not just about playing the team that I'm betting on, but it's more of a play against the opponent. Well, speaking of unloading the clip, I asked you before the show if (laughs) the most improved player in the ACC, and that's Quentin Post, BC, that Mm -hmm. kid's been a stud this year. I asked if he's going to play because he's got that ankle. If he plays, why aren't we unloading the clip? And I do have breaking news out of the NFL coming up here on Sharp Money. Why aren't we unloading the clip on BC? Louisville... 2-18 2-18 and 18 in conference. They won four games all year. They're dreadful on both ends of the floor. They turn the ball over. Ridiculous. They don't turn you over. They're one of, they may be the worst team in the power six. I mean, they are just so bad. But again, it really, for me, comes down BC laying six with Quinton Post here. I want to re, I want to re, uh, refute a couple of things you said. Number one, I did unload the clip on BC Moneyline. Post is a game-time decision here. I hope he plays and expect him to play. He's got an ankle issue, but I expect They're different to be- when he plays. Oh, my God. This guy can stretch it out to 23 feet. Forget the 20 yep. feet on the line. He can go back three, four feet. I saw him play in Tallahassee earlier this year against Florida State. He was the difference in the ball game. Uh, I would say Louisville's the second worst team in, in the Power Five this year. I threw six in. Well, who do you have as the worst? California Golden Bears. <laughs> that was oh, they terrible. Are, oh, they are awful. Awful. They have should, you watched they should them play? Be- it, it, watching them play is actually a torturous experience. I'm a masochist. That's why I watched them. Yeah, well, again, it's six. I, I don't know what number you got on ML as far as two BC. Six, minus 260. A little bit of a high price, but in these conference tournaments, the fouling and some of the things that occur, Patrick, I like to be on the safer side here in some of these situations. You see a fight put up by so many teams. We saw it last night in New Orleans and Southeast Louisiana. Uh, the privateers were up by a big number. All of a sudden, we see Southeast Louisiana fight back. So many of these games. You saw it with Louisiana yesterday as well. These games, you know, when you're fighting for your life at, at that point in time, it becomes a real challenge. Okay, so there it is. I'd lay the six with Boston College. Maul's going to go 260 on the money line. Now, I'm just getting text messages, so we should probably get to this when we come back. And that is breaking news out of the NFL. Remember, we're coming up on the franchise deadline in about 49 minutes. And a big time, and I mean big time, former MVP has just been hit with the tag. Who? You're going to have to find out when we come back here on Sharp Money. It's V-Sin. It's the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you got it, big guy. Before you make your next bet, be sure to check out the VSIN betting splits. Remember, money and bets for every game. That's where I told you right now you got 70% of the bets on Gonzaga, yet that number dropped from 3.5 to 2.5. You should be looking for these things. They're updated every 10 minutes directly from DraftKings. Shout the Len Mead. Today's games and future events. Go to vsin.com. Of course, vsin.com. You can check out those splits for free right now. As we welcome you back at Sharp Money, Amal Shaw will get back into the college hoops. Amal and I agree on a play with Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. He got the ACC, of course, conference tournament underway. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, in the middle there. We've got a packed show. We've got a lot to do. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to be joining. Aaron Halterman, one of our sharp friends, is going to be joining. Jeff Borzello does a hell of a job for ESPN on college hoops is going to be joining. But as we welcome you back, and this is for you, Amal Shaw, the Tag deadline's coming up in just about 44 minutes, and the Baltimore Ravens have made a decision. The Ravens sent notice to the NFLPA. They placed the $32.41 million non-exclusive franchise tag on quarterback Lamar Jackson. Okay, what does this mean? He is now allowed to negotiate with other teams, but Ravens have a right to match any offer sheet that he signs, or they can take two first-round picks in return for him. So... They had a decision to make. They being the Ravens hit him with the exclusive, which this year costs 45 million. But remember, if you hit a player with the exclusive tag, you control his rights that year and you have the right to trade him. So my assumption or my posit here is why not hit him with the exclusive? I think you could get more than two first rounders back for Jackson. Zip it for a second and I'll come right to you. It's less expensive to go non-exclusive. 32.4, as we just talked about, he can go shop himself. The Ravens can match or they get two first-rounders, but they did, as Ozzie Newsom said yesterday, if they didn't get a deal by the deadline, they were going to hit him, hit him with the tag. Lamar Jackson, Amal Shaw has been tagged. First of all, Lamar Jackson's going to go full of trust. Brewell, if you tell him he's going to make $32 million, he goes, he's got to feed his family, so he's not going to play for that. Stop uh, it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Lamar thinks he's that upper echelon guy. Here's the thing why I don't think anyone's given more than two first-rounders for him, because I think his health, and his uh, inaccuracy is a concern. He's an incredible talent. And I always say the reason why he's more dangerous than any player in the NFL, because on the day when he's throwing the ball like he did in South Florida in that game against the Dolphins when he couldn't miss Hollywood Brown and all those guys, they become the most unstoppable team because he becomes the most absolutely most difficult player to stop in the NFL. But the problem is the lack of consistency in terms of throwing the football. This goes back to the days at Louisville. This goes and goes back to the first several years here in Baltimore. Yes, he won a league MVP but he has not necessarily been able to live up to that hype in the postseason. Teams have been able to slow down what they do. 
And, and the end goal is to win a Super Bowl. I, I'm a huge Lamar fan. I don't know if there's a more exciting Doesn't player to watch. Doesn't sound like you're a huge Lamar fan, basically. Well, no, because he's fun right to now. watch. I don't think he's a great player. I don't think he's as great as everybody I'll else thinks he's. 21, 22 years old, a unanimous MVP, not a great player. Get the hell out of here. Well, let me ask you a question. Derrick Rose won an MVP. You want him on your team right now? <laughs> well, he's not 26 years old. Oh, my point being is, though, there's a there, Derrick Rose didn't have any flaws in this game. Derrick Rose didn't have any flaws in this game. This guy does not throw the ball with immense accuracy. That okay, I'm fine with your argument there, but you'd be crazy to think he, they couldn't get the Ravens couldn't get more than two first rounds. How many? How many you giving up there, Maher? How many am I? Well, I listen. I I don't. I'm not a general manager. My oh, assumption yeah. is based on. <laughs> Hold on, hold this. Instead of being so, instead of being so contemptuous, just hold on one second. My assumption is that based on just noodling it and what others have given up, like for Jared Goff and your boy Carson Wentz, and just to move up in the draft, two first rounders have been given up in the past. This is a tw- just turned twenty six league MVP unanimous that Dustin put in his notes today. Now I know you're going to disagree. No single player in the NFL adds more to a team's floor than Lamar Jackson. We can argue that. But I think you can probably get three first-rounders. I disagree with that last part on the three first-rounders. I do agree with you on the statement about nobody adds more to a team's floor than him. Um, I think the upside with him is immense. But if we could see a guy like Jalen Hurts improve his accuracy the way he did, to me, if Lamar Jackson can duplicate that, then he's right there with Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Uh, or could potentially even be better if he could throw the ball at the same uh, level those guys could. I, I think he's a tremendous talent. I think he's so much fun to watch because you can't tackle him in a phone booth. However, again, I just don't see a team giving up three first-round picks Maybe Okay, okay, two first-rounders, two second-rounders, something like that. You're getting more than what you'd get for the non-exclusive, which is I, just the two first-rounders. Right, but he, My here, assumption is you can get a bigger package. Right, fair now, enough. You'd be in a position. You'd be in a position where if you didn't, you'd have to pay him $45 million this year yeah. as opposed to the 32 well, and a half. Anybody that, right. anybody that signs him, they're looking at a five-year, 225 to 250 deal on him, right? Somewhere in the 45 to $50 million a year range. Uh, So here's part of the other issue, and this is a bit of a gamble, but if you don't give away all that draft capital and you stay with somebody and you draft somebody, a Bryce Young, a C.J. Stroud, what you end up doing is you save a ton of money on the cap because the biggest problem, this is Cincinnati's problem in two years, when they're going to have to pay Burrow about, I'm going to say right now, Burrow's salary in 2026, I think is when he becomes a free agent or 25, whatever his year after his fifth year option. I think Joe Burrow is going to command about, $52 $52 million a year, maybe $53 million well, a year. Let's give you a comp. We just had last night, Geno Smith re-up with the Seattle Seahawks. He's getting $35 million per. All right, he's 32 years old. He signed a three-year $105 million deal, 52 of the deal in the first year. That's for contract purposes. We won't get into the cap stuff, but this is a guy that's 32 years old, pop for one year. He's getting 35 per. We saw yesterday Derek Carr, Derek Carr is getting 37 and a half per. Right, so you have to think Burrow and, of course, Lamar Jackson on another level. First of all, you know, I thought about this when the Geno Smith deal came down yesterday. This and the NFL is the greatest sport in the world. You can be competent for one game for about eleven, one season, eleven games, and you can get thirty-five million dollars a year. I would have never paid Geno Smith thirty-three uh, for such a one premium at the position. You know what it is. I, I, if Patrick, they move on, on from him, what are they going to do? You're right about that, and I think you bring up a great point, which is what do you do? And it's the question people – I would always ask people in Dallas when they say, well, get rid of Romo. Dak. Okay, who are you bringing in? But or my, Dak. Same question, same conversation with Dak. You yeah, know that, Amal. You're right, no, you're absolutely right. But here's my thing. I think Dak Prescott at least gives you a greater ability to be able to win with him under center than you do with Geno Smith. With Geno Smith, I don't think you're really going anywhere. You're just paying a guy. To me, I would rather bring in a youngster like a young or a shot. Remember, they have the fifth pick in the draft. So And they also have another first-round pick that could potentially move up. You go get a franchise quarterback, and you go get somebody that can win you a potential Super Bowl. Do you believe Geno Smith, unless he's got an elite team around him? Walker was tremendous running the ball last year. I love um, uh, Lockett. I think he does a tremendous job for them. But can this team really win with Geno Smith under center? When you're looking at San Francisco, depending on the Rams' health, and then, of course, Arizona is kind of in flux. In the NFC, where I think the conference is wide open outside of Philly and San Francisco, to me, I want somebody that can come in and make a mark right away. I just don't believe Geno Smith is that guy. Get all the statistics. 
But I would not necessarily say that's completely on him. They played a weaker schedule because their record the previous year. Let's see what happens in 2023. And to your point, he did regress and started throwing pickles towards the end of the year. <laughs> it was, it's an outlier. He's 32. He completed almost 70% of his passes. He's 32? He led the league. He's 32 years old, Geno Smith. Yeah. 30 touchdown passes, uh, nine and eight, seven seed, lost to the 49ers wild card. Uh, the turnovers were down, but again, the turnover started. No, it has to be perfect around Geno. I comp for Geno would be Derek Carr to me. It'd have to no. be, a, it'd have to be a perfect situation around oh, him. Oh, I, 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 listen, I'm not a Derek Carr defender, but man, I mean, he's not, I, he hasn't been as prolific in his career. Obviously Derek Carr, much more prolific numbers. I think Geno Smith is a guy who, if you set out a 32 starting quarterbacks, he's 26, 27 through 32. Derek Carr is somewhere between 10 and 20 for me. So just to go back to Lamar, it is official. The Ravens have hit him with the non-exclusive tender. So the franchise tag, my point, we are a gambling network. I would have gambled. I know they don't want to pay him the 45 mil, but again, you put me on the spot and maybe the three first rounders was off, but I think you could, could have got a fatter package, some second rounders, which are super valuable, uh, throw in a couple third or fourth or whatever you want to make the package. I think you could have gotten more if you controlled his rights and hit him with the exclusive franchise tag, as opposed to the non-exclusive. It, it tells me that they, the Ravens are still a little bit up on the airs, up in the air as far as exactly what they want. I would agree with you. I like your assessment there, and I also like getting draft capital. And outside of the wide receiver position, I believe Baltimore is generally drafted fairly well. Them and Pittsburgh, in my opinion, are arguably two of the best drafting teams in the National Football League. I don't believe that the Ravens are all in, regardless of what John Harbaugh says publicly on Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, to me, this is a team. Are, are the receivers the problem in Baltimore, or is it Lamar Jackson from your perspective? Well, I do think it's a new offense with Munkin, who ran an offense yeah. in the NFL, obviously, for years, went down to Georgia, won two national championships. And go back to college. We always talk about it. But Petrino was running an NFL offense at Louisville, and he thrived. I don't think he's had the help around him outside of the two tight ends. Then they moved on from Hayden Hurst and, of course, Andrews. He has just not had weapons outside. And they traded Hollywood Brown. Yes, the running backs have always been very, very good. But I'd like to see what he could do with premium wide receivers, and we haven't seen it. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, non-exclusive franchise tag. So they have a right, they being Lamar and his mom, that's his agent, to shop him. And then the Ravens have a right to match. If they don't, two first-rounders coming back to the Ravens, as Amal said, they're great at drafting. We're going to come back with some more college hoops next here Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. It's a place to be. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet and you get a chance and a square on the house. If your number on the square matched the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at betriversquares.com as we welcome you back on Sharp Money. Of course, the big news as we welcome you back, that is Lamar Jackson. So here's the deal. He just got hit with the tag. The non-exclusive tag, Amal Shaw, is 13 million less than the exclusive designation. Yeah. Uh, so that's right around 45. The Ravens now have until July 17th to work out a long-term extension with Jackson, but Jackson and his peeps, all right? And remember, his agent's his mom, and you have a take on this, but they, they can go negotiate with another team, sign an offer sheet. The Ravens have a chance to match. If they don't match, that team has to ship them two first-rounders. Now, you put me on the spot, and I'm glad you did. You said, what could they get back for Lamar Jackson if they were to exclusively tender him and then try to trade him themselves? How about this? And you can tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, big guy, and jump in here, Dustin Sweetelson, our producer. For Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, the Rams had to give back the Detroit Lions, not just Jared Goff, but also turf, two first-rounders and a third, third-rounder. Is that correct? That is correct. And at the time, Matthew Stafford was 32 years old. So if Matthew Stafford is returning a uh, quarterback that's, I guess you want to call Jared Goff, he had a great year last year, he's starting caliber, and two first-rounders and a third-rounder, what could you get in an open market if you're the Ravens for Lamar Jackson? More than two first rounders. That was my point of all. 
I, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate your perspective, but I disagree. I think Matthew Stafford one of, was one of the more underrated players because in Detroit. He was 32. I understand that. And at 33, he won a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> right, but Lamar Jackson's 26 years old. You're getting six years in his prime. Maybe, six years but, compared to what he you, was, you know, Stafford, you know Listen, when you, when you on, chipped him. Hold on one second. See, I think the problem in our conversation is not that the age is not the factor for me. I think we just have a fundamental di- uh, discrepancy in terms of how we see the player. I think you gotcha. think Lamar is probably a little bit better than I give him credit for, and I see him as being worse than you necessarily see him, how you see him. So, to me, I thought Stafford was a guy that if he was given the opportunity with the right weapons, and it, you and I both had the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I love Stafford. I, but I know, and I, I made a lot of money off yeah. it. I love Stafford. I loved him in Detroit. He's one of my favorite players any sport, regardless of all time. Uh, he Every time he was injured, he played through it. I'm right there with you. I so, thought Stafford was a perfect fit for the Rams, and you and I both cashed that ticket on the Rams that you're winning a championship. By the way, let's back up a little bit. You brought up a great point about Lamar Jackson. First off, if Jackson had representation, yeah. he wouldn't be in the spot. He would have signed his second, his second deal about 22 months ago, but you had a great point about why he should have a representative. Well, so normally in the NBA, I'm not an advocate of a lot of these players having agents when you're going to sign a max deal. Like if you're a John Morant, you know you're getting a max deal. I would exactly. tell the agent, listen, I'll give you a flat fee. Uh, Grant Hill and Tim Duncan's agent, I forgot the, his name off the top of my head. He always took a flat fee like an attorney would charge you an hourly um, in terms of representing them. He just felt like, hey, there was no reason for me to collect millions of dollars on these guys when I'm just showing up and negotiating a basic standard contract. Uh, but to me, when I look at Lamar Jackson, for people that are unaware, the NFL Players Association used to pay the agents – in the late 90s. Then they voted it down to 4% and now sits at 3% in terms of the maximum amount a player agent can charge a player that they represent in contract negotiations. So $250 million, 3% is a lot of money. What are we talking about right there? $6.25 million? That's a ton of money. So instead of paying a guy 6.25 or, you know, whether you, whomever it is, whatever agency represents you, you go to them and say, listen, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollar flat fee. And I believe an agency would take it in one second simply because you say, okay, on the next deal, we want to get the full freight at 3%, but also because you get to say, now you represent Lamar Jackson. That's a huge feather in your cap to represent a player of that caliber publicly. To me, the Lamar thing would have been done as you alluded to. And I think he's being a little bit foolish. I understand not wanting to give away $6 million, but 100000 that agent would make up the difference in the negotiation. And, and I, think well some, I, I think sometimes people are penny-wise and pound-foolish, and I think Lamar is being exactly that in this situation. If you're an NBA player, about, like Jason Tatum, whenever he hits free agency, it's a max deal, right? Jalen Brown's going to be a max deal. One of these guys that you know is getting a max deal, they don't need representation. Because the, remember one thing, the Players Association looks over the contract before it's officially ratified, signed, and sent to the team to the league office where it becomes finalized and then becomes official. So you're not going to wind up with a situation where we had that Leland Hardy deal, which was terrible with Ricky Williams and the New Orleans Saints. I think Lamar... Are you Scott Boris? Who am I working with, Jerry Maguire? Like, why, why all of a sudden are you breaking down the inner workings of contractual... You know, I started my career in the agent business. Wait, what? Yeah. I, I got called into an investigation at the University of Florida. I was recruiting Javon Kurz, uh, Tim Bochamp, Reggie, uh, Reggie McGrew, and Johnny Rutledge. They're all being. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Slow, slow down. Slow yeah. down. You just named players. Yeah. Let's back I'm gonna up. I'm going to tell you the story. You were, quote unquote, recruiting them? What I was the an agent. I was certified about? with the NFL Players Association. And so uh, Tank Black, the agent who got indicted for stop, uh, stop excuse me. SEC fraud. Just, take, just slow down. Slow I, down. No, no, no. I'm slow. Are you a lawyer? I, no. Are you kidding me? I could barely, you... I could barely go through college, let alone law school. So you don't have to be a lawyer to be. My an partner agent. was a lawyer. But no, you did and not you have to. Signed on with a with a firm. Yeah. As a representative. I was a great sales guy, man. Guys love me. No, I don't doubt that. <laughs> I don't doubt that. So and what so, happened and what tripped up your agent career? Well, the thing was, I said, if I'm going to be involved in stuff that's illegal activities, it's got to be for a lot more money than you were making in the agent business. Because everybody was getting paid under the table. In states like Florida and Alabama, it's a felony to pay a player under the table. And so you'd be charged with a felony. And so I get called in by Bill Salm, who's director of agent and gambling activities for the NCAA. Hey, we want you to testify. I'm like, you don't have any subpoena power. I'm not going to testify. Well, I have no clue what you, D- Dustin, do you know what he's talking about right now? I have no clue. All I know clue. is if he was so good at selling and being an agent, he wouldn't be your co-host right now. No, because you, nobody wants to sign with a guy who's 21 years old who looks like he's 12. 
That, that, that's the truth of the matter. Can you give us the Cliff Notes version? How did yeah. it end? Why aren't you an agent? Because it's too much of a crooked business. All these agents are paying players under the table before they sign them. And it's a felony gotcha. in most states. And it's, the risk isn't worth the reward. And let me tell you, there's a lot better ways to embezzle a lot more money and cheat than for a few million bucks. Can we download ways for the story next time? They usually have a shorter <laughs> route to the end. That's fair. I'm not saying that. He was asking me a question. I was trying to answer it. But you can haterate all you want. But I'm giving you facts. Quite verbose. It was a lot of words. I don't anyway, disagree. I'm Aaron, trying to keep up with you. Aaron Rodgers. Well, uh, one's expendable. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. The Jets are in talk, Amal Shaw. So they flew to meet with Aaron Rodgers. So, again, yeah. the Jets, their backup plan was Derek Carr. He signed with the Saints. So now the Jets are in desperation mode. They're going to be meet with your boy Aaron Rodgers, who, while you're not high on Carr, you're not high on Geno Smith, Nope. You're not high on Lamar Jackson. You're certainly high on Aaron Rodgers. Are you I'm, as I high mean, on him at 39 and what you're going to have to give up for him? I'm going to be high on Rodgers until he retires. But by the way, I'm, I think Carr can win for you in a, in a competitive conference that isn't great in the NFC. Rodgers, to me, if he goes to New York, this team all overnight becomes, in my opinion, the third or fourth best team in the AFC. And what, do, what could they realistically, what are the Packers looking to get back for Aaron Rodgers. I think if you're at this stage, I think probably a first and a th second. I don't I think, think somebody's going to give right. you. I don't think somebody's going to give you two first round picks for Rodgers. Conditional, or, probably conditional first rounder. Twenty maybe. Yeah, a so it's going to be seventy five percent playing time situation there, which he'd probably get barring injury, and he's been generally injury free most of his career. Yeah, you might be on to something. Well, we learned a lot there. I love your point about Lamar Jackson. Just grab an agent, pay the agent a couple hundred thousand dollars. He'll be happy just to have you on his resume. And then we also learned that person could potentially be you because me and uh, we had no clue that you were an agent at one point in life. And that is that is a wild way to start the show. We should have started the first show with that. Well, I don't know. We didn't have an opportunity to get a word in edgewise. Well, other than Mike <laughs> Palm's co-host and Dave Ross's co-host, we should go through the list of the former lives of Amal Shah and all the different jobs wait, he's wait, held so, over the years. So to be clear, you you think he's lying? I don't think he's lying. About no, I don't it. think it's I just... don't think he's no, I don't think he's lying. I just think there's a very diverse background. If we look at his resume, it's just everyone here at Vista knows the 17 co-hosts he's worked with in the last seven years. First of all, 17. I worked with Musburger for three years, the legend, and then they put me with other guys. That that was all it is. Whoa! You just put Mike Palm and Dave Ross in the category of other guys i'm gonna Yikes. tell you right now dave ross a friend of mine i would say it if you stand right here i would tell palm the same thing but let me tell you they put me with two legends maher and musburger what do you want me to tell you <laughs> i'm right here too cool yeah but listen sweetelson you're lucky i haven't called you out on other things yet you're barely you're barely at a point where i'm taking your phone call you two get along. I you two need to go watch Gonzaga and St. Mary's tonight. And you're trying to make me get along with him. I wouldn't even sit there and watch the game. I'd be at the concession stand trying to see who's there to talk to. Yeah, good. Or good you'd luck be walking around on on a phone call. And by the way, who are you always talking to on the phone? I don't know. I, I got people to complain to because you know phone. what? You're not the only psychologist I talk to. If you're trying to Can abandon me, back? the concession stand isn't the place to go. Mike Bray. Trust me, have you seen the prices there? I know you're Dame. smart enough not to pay it. Mike Bray on his way out at Notre Dame. This is a wild show. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech made a run last year, ACC Conference Tournament. Will they do it again? That's next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet madness this year. It's 19 bucks. Even Amal could afford it when he was an agent. Whether you are filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, Brent Musburger, Greg Hoops, Peterson. Doesn't get any better than that. Sign up today to get the betting guides, plus all free access for $19. You get everything we offer. vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. As we welcome you back, Jerry Maguire, a.k.a. Amal Shaw, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. He's got his new top 10, which is absolutely sweeping the nation. We're talking soups later in the show. I'm Patrick Maher. We actually have, a, we don't agree on much, but we actually have a play we agree on. We're going to get to a mall in, a mall out, including Derrick Henry being shot by the Titans. That's coming up in just Ooh, a interesting. second. But let's go Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. You and I were discussing this. First off, I love, don't like, love Mike Young with time to prepare for a Notre Dame team that has so many weaknesses. These two teams played at Notre Dame in mid-February. Tech beat Notre Dame 93-87. There you've got Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, ACC tournament coming up. It's six and a half at most shops. Some shops showing seven off the six and a half opener. But th- what really comes down is this is Bray's last game. You and I were joking before the game started. He's going to have one foot on the airplane ready to get the hell out of Dodge. He got a big win on his final home game against Pitt. However, down the stretch, they were terrible. One and eight over his last nine. It's just not a very good team. It's weird with them. Uh, JJ Starling's not going to, he's a game time decision. He hasn't played. I don't think he's going to play the guard there for Notre Dame. And it's really just a team where they play slowly. And they, if they're not hitting outside shots, they're just dis- disastrous. Virginia Tech, they can shoot it. They defend it better than Notre Dame. Better by a mile as far as two-point percentage. It's just a better team in Virginia Tech here laying the six and a half. Yeah, I think they should be able to win this one comfortably. And to your point, uh, I thought they gave it all in that game against Pittsburgh at home in Mike Bray's final home game at the Joyce Center. They win that one going away. The Hokies need this game. They're going to need a deep, deep run. I think they're going to have to win the ACC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, look, I thought Bray was a solid coach at Notre Dame, had a nice tenure, but I think this was a combination of him retiring and them saying, listen, we're going to make a change. Why don't you just go out and say you're going to retire? Oh, yeah, he didn't. Ret- I mean, I think he wanted to, I think it started to get a little awkward yeah. there at Notre Dame, but Notre Dame was like, so we're going to fire you. So if you want to do this mutually, we can, because he's had a uh, he's had an illustrious career at Notre Dame. I think he's done a hell of a what? job. Think about this. All these Notre Dame coaches, Dicker Phelps won one game, and you would think he's John Wooden because he ended UCLA's 88-game winning streak. Somehow ESPN has convinced us that Dicker Phelps was like an all-time great. Conversely, Mike Young's a hell of a coach. 
And remember, they went into the ACC tournament last year on the bubble, went and won the whole thing. So the, this is a team at Virginia Tech. It's, it's interesting. Any metric you look at, they're a much better basketball team. It's only six and a half. And I think a lot of that has to do with picking up the win against Pitt and also uh, some sentimentality attached to Bray. Uh, Virginia Tech's just a better basketball team here. Yeah, I would agree with you. And you mentioned Young. I think his team's been solid. This is the type of game they win, but they did not have a great year by any stretch. No. But a good opportunity. Mike Bryce teams, including the COVID year where there was no tournament, uh, it would have been four out of five years that they miss, missed the NCAA tournament. They just got to the round of 32 uh, in 21-22, which was last year. So no surprise to see a change coming here for the Irish. I always thought he was going to get the Duke job. D- I always thought he was going to get the Duke job. He was on that yeah. staff, and he's from the DMV. He pl- he was a coach under the great Woot, uh, Wooten. John, yeah, Morgan Wooten at uh, Hyattsville. Morgan DeMatha. Wooten. Yeah, to Matha, which is one of the more storied high school basketball high school programs in history. I, and Bray's always been a DMV guy. I, my assumption he's not done. How old is Bray? 60, we used to have him on the old show all the time. Sixty-three years old. Okay, so my maybe he is done. I mean, that's I it. Well, it's not that old. The thing is, though, does he want to go coach at a smaller school at this point in time? It depends on how interested he's in. I mean, imagine all of a sudden he says to American University, hey, I want to come in if he decides he wanted to retire back in the DMV or something like that. How about Georgetown? Bring in Mike Bray. It can't be worse than this tenure you've had with uh, Patrick Ewing. It's, it's such a disaster. You and I were joking a little bit earlier. If he went on like he did two years ago, that's Patrick Ewing to win the Big East – the conference tournament, he'd still get fired. Yeah. It's so disastrous. There's so much turmoil within the program. It's impossible to, it's impossible to have done a worse job than Ewing at Georgetown. I, you know, I think the problem is, and generally speaking, I can't think of too many great former players that have had great success coaching. There are some there, but you know, we saw magic. wasn't great. Uh, you know, Larry bird did a tremendous job with the Pacers uh, but Isaiah Thomas was a miserable failure at FIU. Isaiah Thomas, I, I got to tell Isaiah you. Isaiah was okay in the NBA. He was okay. That might be his greatest success story. Remember, he got the Knicks right. suit for great. $11 million. He ran FIU into the ground. He ran the CBA into the ground. Isaiah Thomas, if he were a stock, you'd be shorting the hell out of him. Yeah. Although, don't talk about my guy, Zeke. That was my dude growing up. Oh, yeah. uh, okay, I'm all in, I'm God, all out. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry could be on the move. So it sounds like, remember, the Titans are in a bit of a rebuild here. They've moved on from uh, Randy Bullock. They moved on from Woods, the wide receiver, Taylor Lewan, the tackle. And now they'd like to move on from Derrick Henry. Again, Derrick Henry, he's a running back. It's just a depreciating asset at 29 years old. Uh, that wick is getting shorter when it burns. It's bright, but that wick is running out of time. As far as again, he's had a million carries. He had 1538 on the ground last year, 13 touchdowns, a four, four average, but with a running back, it's empty calories. They've won nothing in seven years uh, with the Titans and Derek Henry. He's got one year left on his deal. So again, somebody's going to have to trade for him or the Titans are going to keep him for one more year. I can't imagine they're going to get anything in return. However, the Titans would save a little over $6 million in cap space by moving on from him. Are you surprised by the rumblings that Derrick Henry could be on the move? And what do you think of the market? Uh, I'm a huge Derrick Henry fan. I think the 18-wheeler is unbelievable. I just think his punishing style. He's a Hall of Famer. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Derrick Henry, if he retired today, is a Hall of Famer. It's It's not even a question. Is it, is it? We only have two hours left. Are you are you serious with this statement right now? If Derrick Henry retired today, he'd be a Hall of Famer. It's literally not so, a question. So you mean that thousand fifty nine yards he had fifteen forty twenty twenty seven and fifteen thirty eight four seasons over a thousand yards. So this guy's Terrell Davis. We're just going to put him in the hall because he's played seven years. Ran for two thousand yards in twenty twenty. He was dominant in his generation since sixteen. There hasn't been a. He's been the best running back in football. He's a Hall of Famer. We, we'll agree to disagree, but we both agree that trading for a 29-year-old running back in 2023 is probably not a great look. I had no idea you were from Yulee, Florida, but okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just shocked by that statement. Dustin, would you like to be the arbiter? Would you like to be the difference maker? The last vote on Derrick Henry in the Hall of Fame or not? I think it's closer than Amal thinks, especially when we're grading things on a curve based on position. Because, look, running backs are going to have to get in the Hall of Fame. 
right? We can't just exclude Why? them. We don't include punters. And we don't include kickoff returners. So he impacts the game equal to a punter. He is the most dominant running back of his generation. There's generation not even a debate. for five seasons. Is that a generation? How long is a career of a running back? Eight years of prime? All I know is the two guys that are in for such short stints were Gale Sayers and Terrell Davis, who without question were the best at their time when they played. <laughs> Terrell Davis, look up his regular season numbers. He did it all in the postseason. Oh, no, he had, he had the 2,000-yard season in Denver. But uh, all I'm saying is I get your point if you're making the argument that TD's in, then that Derrick Henry could be in. But I just don't think he's done it for long enough. I mean, uh, your boy TD only had one, two, three, four seasons over 1,000 yards. Correct. He had a 2,000, I think, an 1,800-yard campaign. I think he had two years of 3,800 yards combined. 2,000, 1,750. But only four years of over 1,000. That's why I think a lot of people question when he got into the Hall of Fame. But I think you would all agree that Terrell Davis was the catalyst when that team won the Super Bowl. Elway could never win because they never had the running game. Sammy Winder wasn't getting it done. So well, but, this, was, but, but this is the epitome. This is the epitome of a futures bet. So you and I will have a bet amongst one another. I have them in the Hall of Fame. You have them out. Thank God and he's going to play at least three years. Agency at that point. Thank can, God. Thank God me. he's going to play another three years plus another five at least. So it's eight years. Well, as it who sits, knows where, where we'll be in eight years? As it sits now, their numbers are pretty comparable. They both have a two thousand yard season. They both I'm have just four you, seasons if over. If he retired 1, today, I'm sorry to interrupt you. He'd be a Hall of Famer. That's my assumption. And Justin, my assertion. Justin, tweet that out and let's see what the feedback comes back on that one. Is is Derrick Henry a Hall of Famer? Good job at the Rap Radio. We'll throw it up right now. You can get involved. If he were to move, here are the uh, betting favorites to acquire his services. The Dolphins at four to one. First off, Mike McDaniel's. He's a Shanahan disciple. You know the Shanahan's. You just talked about them. They can turn any running back into gold. So the Shanahan's, it's a revolving door. McDaniel's isn't going to bring in a dude at tailback and just pay him a bunch of cash. That's not happening. Uh, the Bengals have Mixon. You know what makes sense? Philadelphia. Because they're going to let Sanders walk. Gainwell's a third down back. They have cap space for one year. Go all in on Henry. How about that? Can I convince you? What's that? Daniel Jones, four-year deal with Daniel the Giants. Daniel Jones, we're coming back. Breaking news, NFL Sharp Money, V-CIN. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.